TogiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy that you've decided to drop by today. And today is going to be a special day. We're going to have a mastermind segment where we talk about some of the uh, situations that happen in our lives that can come, sometimes keep us from growing. So the one we're talking about today is taming your inner critic so that you can have the power of positive thinking. Now, does that bring us some thoughts? Well, you might want to grab a pen and a pencil, and there will be opportunities for some note-taking in this segment, but we can always understand how sometimes our thinking can sabotage our lives because it's very critical. We're very critical of ourselves. And so with that being said, get the mastermind shift in your brain and let's go into taming to learning how to tame your inner critic so that the power of positive thinking becomes a part of your everyday life. Now, Mastermind Segment is designed to help you become aware of and tapping into that negative inner critic that lives in all of us. Me too. I had to go through it, particularly when I was in transition. And then sometimes when I'm in a challenging situation, trying something outside of my comfort zone, we get some of those negative, that negative critic speaks out louder and louder. I know what you're thinking when I say, oh, let's, who wants to listen to that voice? We probably listen to it enough in some segments in our life, sometimes in our life. But the inner voice points out our flaws and our weaknesses. But have you ever thought that it also has the ability to tell us some of our strengths? If we could pose the question and keep it in the question form, 
Why would I be listening to this? Why does this stop me? Then maybe we can turn it into discovering our strengths. So just to be clear, I'm not talking about believing in your self-critic at all. But what I am saying is those negative thoughts that may be telling us things, something like, here you are paying attention to this. Here you are doing the same old things you've done before. These are some of the things we constantly feed ourselves. Now, if you've ever felt stuck, And let's face it, who hasn't? (laughs) I have. Sometimes I have to kick myself, you know, where to get myself moving. You can, this can happen sometimes, the stuck, being feeling stuck, when you are actually listening to your inner critic. Because you think it has the key to what you're experiencing. It has the level of fulfillment in your relationships. You have a relationship with your inner critic. And it can be affecting your outside relationships, your career, and your life. Now, during this series or this segment today, we're going to be talking about how you learn how the inner critic sabotages your behavior And how it also stops it. Understand that your inner critic's personality, what its personality is. And stop being a prisoner to our sabotaging thoughts. Today's session focuses on how our inner critic may be sabotaging our efforts. Everyone, let me tell you, this This is, get this out, and you all believe me, trust me, everyone has an inner critic. That internal monologue that shames us, it criticizes us, and it interferes with our happiness and our success. That voice, the critic, can shape our behavior impact our decision-making, oh my goodness, and affect, and affect our outcomes. Sometimes it does all three and all three at one time. It is can be very powerful in our lives. There's no doubt that the inner critic can be annoying. I mean, we hate it when it start speaking to us because it throws us into fear and doubt and worry. And we're going to talk about some of those. Some of the common things that you'll say to yourself and just see if any of these sound resonate with you because it can hold us back from realizing our dreams. It can sound something like this. I never do anything right. I did it wrong again. Why didn't I do this instead of that? It would have all been different. What's the matter with me? Why can't I take hold of this? I can't do this. It's too hard. 
I'm a failure. Just like last time. I failed last time. What's going to make this different? I need to get my act together. This is getting serious. I need to get my act together. Any of these sound familiar? I could select two or three of these and say I've heard that ugly voice before. Having the occasional negative thought is quite normal, really. The trouble starts when those thoughts become persistent. They spend more time in your brain each day than the positive thoughts. When they suck the energy and enthusiasm out of your efforts or when they interfere with your goals. They just keep you stuck. They keep you on a treadmill of life that is constantly talking you to you. I can't do this. It's too hard. It's too challenging. I don't have enough information. I'm playing too small. This is the best I can do. I want to do something more than this. All of these are constant statements that we hear. And we hear them when we are in transition. When we are trying to redefine ourselves, to get outside of our comfort zone, to really push up up against our boundaries. Stop growing. It's when we want to grow that we start hearing these voices. Now, as I've shared some common symptoms of self-sabotage, choose one or two that you feel are affecting you today. The one or two that would be most helpful to eliminate from your life. Because this is what you're going to concentrate on this week, one day, today, start today, and concentrate those. When you hear that that word, that statement come up, instead of buying into it, ask, what was the benefit? Why was I doing that? We're going to learn more about how that affects us. The first sign of self-sabotage is needless worry. Have you ever wakened in the middle of the night and you've got a problem? You Perhaps your life has just ended. You're going through a divorce. You've lost your job. You've just become a widow. There are so many things like that that happen in life that can totally paralyze us so that we don't move. We'd become, we are consumed with needless, did you get that word? Needless worry. Do you agonize over life's little mistakes? Do you think about worst outcomes? Oh my gosh, if I don't do this, I'll end up on the streets. When you find yourself dwelling on ways to anticipate, prepare prepare for, and prevent bad things from happening, you're experiencing needless worry. 
Needless worry keeps you in a constant state of anxiety. And another word for anxiety is stress. Further affecting your health. What can you do to eliminate needless worry? That's what we want to hear. First, I want you to write a list of your worries and analyze them. Look at them. Question them. Think about them. Determine the worries you can't do anything about and let them go. Now, you know, I love those three words, let them go. But it's not that easy to let them go as you begin the practice. You have to have something to move your mind, to look at the, what can I learn from this? Shifting it from the worrisome part to one, can I affect it? And if I can't, then why do I have this? And look at it more with a question than it is a um, implied end result of the transition that I'm going through. For example, worrying about the outcome of the Super Bowl game is pointless since you can't control it. Those players are going to play their little hearts out and there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. But your worrying about it is not going to affect. That's a pretty simple example. I will agree. Next, prioritize your worries. Okay, so let's see which ones are most important to you. Which problems aren't really important to you? And then let them go. There's those three words again. Let them go. Fretting about what route to take to work or what to make for dinner isn't really critical. It may take some more time. Now, if you've got to be there for a meeting, that could become critical. But usually, it's getting to work on time, figuring out, maybe leaving earlier, maybe getting out of bed earlier would solve that problem. Third, decide which worries are justified. The ones you can do something about, like getting up earlier so you'll be at that meeting like getting to bed earlier so you wake up. So, you know, it's just a a sequence of changes that can affect the whole arriving at work on time. Worrying if you're working on the right career, if you're in the right relationship, are justified worries. Spending time in the wrong career where you're not feeling happy and fulfilled That's a decision you need to worry about. That's one you need to put your efforts toward, not to stay in the same stew of worry, but to take action toward the worry so that it does not become an ongoing, just a loop in your brain. Focus on the ones that can affect your life, like the right relationship. Many women, when they make the decision about 
do I divorce or do I stay? That's a serious decision. Maybe we needed to make that decision before we married. Do I marry this man, even though I'm ignoring some of the traits that I'm not too crazy about? I know I've done that. One of the best ways to eliminate worry is to share it. Don't you have a good friend that you can share some of these thoughts with? Or is that, is one of your parents a really good confidant? Somebody that you can show the, the warts, your warts too. I like to say warts. I mean, um, show your, your weaknesses because we all have weaknesses and not feel vulnerable in sharing it with those people. But if you don't, or if you just want to add this step also, one of the most valuable things you can do is write in a journal or talk to a therapist or talk to a dear friend. The next sign of self-sabotaging is procrastination. Oh, my goodness. Who does not procrastinate? I bet with all of the things that we have to take our attention away, like TV, computers, technology, and the other things that we like to do, those are great, ripe areas for catching us and causing us to procrastinate in those areas. Are you always taking action at the last moment? That's another sign of procrastination. Do you start projects and feel you can't do it? Oh, I've been challenged. And your inner critic tells you, don't finish. Go watch. Go watch that program. Just do that program. When you procrastinate, your inner critic shames you. And then it talks about how bad you are because you didn't finish the project. Why'd you take that time to watch that program? Don't you know that wasn't the right thing to do? In an effort to escape that critic, you avoid taking action. It's a vicious cycle and a tough one, really tough one to get out of. I've even thought about cutting off the TV because I do like to work, watch some programs. So I will tell you about that. Here are some tips to stop procrastination. Got a pencil? You ready? Start your day with work, not Facebook, Twitter, or news feeds. Next. Get boring and unpleasant tasks out of the way first. Then reward yourself for doing them. For instance, do your task and then reward them with their favorite program that night to watch. Or to what? Internet time. Eliminate distractions. Disconnect your TV. Use a timer for your computer work. Create and prioritize a to-do list. 
That's just part of good business sense every day to help you stay on track and stay focused. Choose high standards over perfection. You know, so many of us stay stuck because we've learned that lesson through our years of the importance of being perfect, perhaps by a critical parent or by a teacher. Being perfect is not what we need to do if we're starting something new. We need to be willing to jump in, make a mistake, and move forward with the great feeling that we've accomplished whatever our challenge was. Not that it wasn't, not that it was perfect, but that we've accomplished it. We took a step. We completed something. And whatever, however it was presented. Now let's move to number three, our third one. Is feeling worthless. Oh my. Feeling worthless is about emphasizing the achievements of others while minimizing our own. Get out of comparing game. You are unique and who you are and what those talents that you have are unique to you because of all the other things that you have going for you. When you minimize your achievements, you begin to feel like you're not good enough, that you're underserving or even defective. What's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? That can impact your confidence and zap your motivation to move forward, to get it done in whatever level of completion. There are actions you can take to remind yourself that you are worthy. Number one, stop comparing yourself to others. Please put things in perspective by focusing on your own achievements. What are you really good at? And how can you really use those to be part of who you authentically are in presentations, in doing work, in interacting with others? All of this is a quality that's wonderful to take advantage of and to appreciate. Number two, practice gratitude. Being grateful that you're Able to make good decisions. Look at your, your qualities that you have and be grateful that you were given those. Write a list of the positive people and situations in your life. It's a great reminder that things aren't so bad. You know, you live in a house. You have food on your table. You have clothes for your back. You have clean water to drink. You sleep on a bed, not on the floor. All of these are, are reasons to be grateful. You walk out and you're grateful for the sun and not the rain. Or maybe you need rain, so you're grateful for the rain. <laughs> Practice gratitude. To open up 
positive energy in your environment and in your mind. Eliminate, number three, eliminate toxic people in your life. Surround yourself with positive and inspiring people. This is so important to realize that you have the power to create the environment that you spend time in. I'm going to use the example of the childhood friend that you have. The childhood friend that's always complaining, that's always talking about Susie and the other's friends, the one that's always complaining about the food, the time, the weather, the cost. These people are toxic. And there is nothing that says you have to stay with toxic people. You say, but I've been with them. We've been friends since I was in high school or in grade school. That's not a reason to stay. Value yourself and choose that person that adds to your life rather than taking. Number four, take care of yourself. Relax, meditate, eat healthy food. Even the simple act of washing your face or brushing your teeth has been shown to help improve Self-image. Simple things. Simple things that we can incorporate into our life. The fourth sign of self-sabotage is having unfulfilled dreams. We all have dreams still alive in our hearts that we have not pursued. Maybe your dream changed or you replaced it with another. But when you have unfulfilled dreams, that just won't quit. It means you're settling for less than you deserve. Feeling the constant pain of unfulfilled dreams and not taking action to pursue them is a sign that you are self-sabotaging yourself. Dreams don't have an expiration date. They do require action, though. It is time to dust off that old dream of yours. It's what defines you. It may even be why you came here. It's important. That dream is important to your life. And it can give you the energy, the drive, the motivation, the desire to break outside of that constant stagnation that you're in well when we come back we are going to go into our fifth and final sign of self-sabotage i'm hoping that this has been beneficial and you that you are identifying not only how you've been stuck but some great ideas how you're going to move forward action 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 is a must when you're going to change your attitude about life. So we're going to take a brief break here. And when you come back, we will listen to the fifth statement, the fifth self-sabotaging thought and move into the other rewards of not being in self-sabotage. So I'll be waiting for you. Come on back. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. 
close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Tokinet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-I-C-E. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are having a mastermind segment here and talking about self-sabotage, one of the major reasons people don't achieve their dreams and they spend so much time worrying stressfully. They worry about needless worries. They have procrastination to deal with. They feel unworthy. And they have unfulfilled dreams. And before we get into the fifth and final of these topics that we're going to talk about today, I want to tell you about something that I'm going to offer in the on October the 23rd and 24th, it is a webinar about five secrets to get past divorce like a movie star. Now, how do you ditch the supporting role to become the leading lady of your life? Now, on that webinar, we're going to talk about all of the things, the five secrets that can really move you forward when you've made a difficult transition such as divorce. There are so many ways to get stuck in depression, in 
just overwhelm and there is much work that can be self-imposed upon you that you don't really want as part of that divorce process. But the whole reason that you're on Second Wind with Joyce and that I have become a coach is because of my own transition that I went through. I realized the difficulty that it's not an easy thing to put your life back together. And depending upon how difficult your divorce was, it's even more of a problem that needs to be dealt with. I'm all about helping you move through that redevelopment phase quicker and easier with less pain and frustration. Now, if you're interested or you know a friend that could be interested in in this webinar so that you can get all of the information around it, you'll need to go to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com and there you can download my freebie, which is a PDF on happiness in five steps. These are action steps so that you could start and stay in happiness. Because when you're in happiness, you're where positive energy and good things can happen. So you get that freebie, and then you get that freebie by giving, leaving your name and email so that we can then put you on a list to notify you of this webinar that's going to be coming up on the 25th, 23rd, and 24th of October. I really hope that if you have made your transition, but you have a friend who hasn't, then you will think about joining us on that webinar. You'll walk away knowing how to become the star of your life and not the supporting role. So I really look forward to having you there. Now, let's go into the fifth and final sign that you are self-sabotaging. And that is focusing on the negative. Oh, oh, that hurt. It just hit me. Focusing on the negative is where way too many people spend way too much time. When you focus on your mistakes, your failures, what's not working, or what's missing in your life, you're in self-sabotage territory for sure. Placing a disproportionate amount of attention on what's wrong attracts more wrong. That's just wrong. Don't do that. Stay in the positive. Don't stay with more mistakes, more failures, and more disappointments. How often do you think about what's wrong? Try making a list of positive things. Shift it. What's right in my life? What is giving me focus? What is moving me forward? So how do you break free of the negative self-talk? Well, the very first thing is you become aware. I've given you five signs. Which of these signs do you fall into? Which one do you spend too much time doing? Then take one or two, not all of them, if you qualify for all of them, which you may. We all do at certain times, do a little of each one of these. But we must take action 
it's a decision that we're going to stop some of the uh, sabotage activity. Now, I'd like to talk, spend a little bit of time talking about how our inner critic sabotages our life and suggested strategies to end the cycle again. Hopefully, you'll find successful challenges, some of your own negative thoughts that can lead to self-sabotage. So in this, continuing in this segment, we're going to talk about who is it and what does it want from us, this inner critic that we keep alive and feed with our negative thoughts. We're going to explore who it is, where it comes from, and what it does for us. So the inner critic was really, when you came to earth, you were so precious and so fulfilled with positive thoughts, and you were heavenly born. So when you came to earth, you dropped into this environment of perhaps a critical family, and you started growing up with their beliefs because you wanted to stay and be loved. It's our was our survival place. So we've all been on the receiving end of negative messages from authority figures in our life, like mom, dad, coaches, sport coaches, clergies, siblings. Oh my goodness, siblings are do a trick on us. Cousins and relatives. They can all really sabotage us with negative thinking. Even the more we're exposed to media can hurt us. And many more of our children spend hours watching TV. Like an echo in our minds, we replay these negative messages over and over and over as we grow up. For most of us, these messages continue to shape who we are. Because as we grow up out of two, three, four, five, by the time you're seven, you have developed your own images of self-talk, your limiting thoughts about who you are, and what you can accomplish. We can learn how to quiet our inner critic and pave way for the true inner voice. But first we need to recognize and separate the critic from the true self. The best way to do that is to get to know the true purpose of your inner critic. It helps, it might help to think of your inner critic as a child. Like a child, your inner critic lacks the vocabulary, the resources, To help the adult you. That's why it's so important and blunt. It's acting in inappropriate ways to get your attention. But it does have a purpose. Your inner critic's job is to warn and protect you. It does this by trying to get you to avoid rejection, disappointment, and even pain. At its core, it is trying to keep you in the status quo 
because there it is safe, comfortable, and familiar. The problem is, by avoiding situations, people, and opportunities, that may cause you pain. You also miss out on the opportunities for personal growth. Because life is about pain and growth. And I've heard it said many times that with the pain is where the growth happens. Think about that. What happens when you go in a painful experience? You learn a lesson. And from the lesson, where do you go? Do you work on something to correct it? Does it help you to alert and avoid a person or a situation in the future? There's a lot to be learned from painful or learning experiences. For the next few moments, you're going to identify your inner critic. It's appearance, gestures, personality, and words. You'll be doing a short visualization so that you can place and think about the characteristics that you've given to your critic. So, We're going to do that right now. When it's right time, relax where you are. If you're in a chair, uh, if you want to lay on the floor, that's fine because you're going to kind of meditate. Let your mind float. So for the next few minutes, you are going to identify your inner critic. It's appearance, it's gestures, it's personality, and the words it uses. You'll be doing this short visualization that I'm preparing you for so that you will be in a place with no distractions and where you can close your eyes and relax. So when you're in your place, relax where you are and close your eyes. Take a few slow, deep breaths to ground and center yourself. Now, Warning, if you're driving, don't do this. Listen to the podcast later. But do remember to come back and do this exercise. Allow your body to relax and for your mind to be clear. Next, invite your inner critic to come from the shadows so you can see it. So two can get to know each other. This is a neutral, safe meeting. Both of you are curious and interested to learn more about each other. When it comes out, when he comes out, it comes out, greet it. Take a moment to observe what your inner critic looks like. Notice if it is a person, a fictitious character, an animal. Does it have a gender? What are its physical characteristics? 
What is its size, appearance, gait? Does it walk, walk deliberately? Did it come out deliberately or did it saunder out? What are its physical characteristics? As I said, size, appearance. Notice its persona. Is it mean? Is it comedic? Comedic? Is it funny? Is it charming? Condescending? Or sarcastic? How does it speak to you? Is it aggressive or forthright? Subtle? Is it passive? Is it passive-aggressive? You might even say, or think, this may come as one of those personalities that you actually did know. Could be a parent, could be a sibling, could be an aunt, could be a teacher, could be a relative that stands in front of you. Does it have a name? Notice anything else unique about your inner critic. Pause. Shape. Thoughts about your inner critic. Some people will even name their inner critic so that when they're experiencing self-sabotage, they can call it out by name. Next, take a few slow, deep breaths as you quietly say goodbye to your critic and come back into the room. As you breathe deeply, you will be grounding yourself where you are and bring attention to the present surroundings that you are in. Open your eyes when you're ready. And if if you have pen and paper handy, which I hope you do, pause this audio, pause this podcast recording, and take a few moments to write what you discovered about the inner critic. Then return this. Return to the podcast. Now, there are authors... Did you enjoy that? I would love to hear your responses. Who that critic was. How you interact with that critic. And how that critic shaped you or is shaping you. On another plane, we can talk about authors and Psychotherapists Bonnie Weiss and Jay Erlin, Early, who have identified seven types of inner critics. See which one resonates with your inner critic the most or the closest. Your saboteur may have more than one type of characteristic. That's okay. 
Our inner critics are unique to each of us. Number one, the perfectionist. The perfectionist pushes us to do everything perfectly or not at all. It sets impossible standards and lets us know when we don't live up to it. Number two, the taskmaster. The taskmaster master is like a drill sergeant urging us to overachieve or show extreme discipline to prevent mediocrity. Number three, the underminer. The underminer discourages us from taking risks. It wants to prevent us from failing by pursuing us, persuading us not to try. This ultimately determines our self-confidence and our self-esteem. The inner controller, the controller forces us to hold back and ignore our instincts. It's fears our instincts will lead us to rejection. Number five, the guilt tripper. The guilt tripper attacks us for something specific we did or didn't do that violates a deeper held value or belief. The molder. The molder is number six, and it compels us to fit a certain mold that family, society, or culture wants us to fit into. Many of us get stuck in that. When we conform, it praises us. When we fit in, when we don't shake the tree, when we don't act outside of expectations, when we rebel, it attacks us. Number seven is the destroyer. The destroyer makes persistent attacks on our fundamental self-worth. Its weapons are shame and embarrassment. I will say shame and embarrassment are some of the strongest emotions that we experience growing up. So that it makes those lessons that we learn so painful because it keeps us in a very low vibration, energy vibration. Now, which type do you most identify with? Does your inner critic take on the voice of more than one of these types? Maybe several of them. All of them. These inner critics Types all have their particular characteristics. But if their objection is the same to keep you from evolving so you no longer need it and to keep you in the status quo. I challenge you over the next week to take time to notice when your inner critic is trying to get your attention. Acknowledge it. Listen to what it's trying to tell you. What is its message? Ask yourself, what can you learn from interacting with your critic? 
you notice what it's telling you, but you don't give it the power that you may have been giving to it in the past. Your natural tendency may be to push it away, but remember the old adage, what you resist persists. Just notice it. Don't judge it or chastise it. Try saying, oh, there you are, as you continue to become more familiar with the personality and the tactics that the inner critic has been using on you for years. Remember, you came with none of this, and it was developed by your birth family, not out of anger or bitterness, but usually they experienced the very same thing in their arrival on earth, in their growth pattern up until seven, when they learned all what they've learned and they have very unknowingly passed on their beliefs, their family beliefs to you so that you're now operating from the beliefs that have been passed down to them. Isn't that interesting and also frustrating? So, today's session has been all about self-sabotage. You may want to listen to this again because it gets pretty detailed when we get into identifying the critic. What does the critic look like that is living inside our heads? How does it affect us? How does it become part of our body? and our mind, and our life. But I found this so valuable in my growth that I wanted to share this mastermind with you. It's important that we grow. It's important that we change. It's important that we complete our mission on earth as to why we chose to come to earth. So I really encourage you to take the time to listen to this, maybe repeatedly. Share it with a friend. Just be present to it and be open to the messages you receive. Now, I do encourage you that come back next week, that we're going to have another wonderful guest that will share even more interesting things as I always love to provide for you. It's very important for me to serve you in providing great guests. Some will affect you in many ways, some will not, but that's part of the journey, is it? Isn't it? I love spending this time with you. I enjoy And I welcome your suggestions. Always go to Second Wind with Joyce. I mean, always go to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. If you want to leave a message, you can certainly leave that there. Or you can just go to Joyce at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. I would love to hear your message, to hear your suggestions, to offer you whatever you need to continue the growth in the transition area that you're in. Share, if you will, about 
my webinar that will be on October the 23rd and 24th. We'll play it twice and then there'll be a replay at the end of the week. But five secrets to get past divorce like a movie star. How to ditch the supporting role to becoming the leading lady of your life. So I encourage you to be here. I so loved being able to share the mastermind with you today and give you some thought of how you're going to conquer those sabotaging thoughts and beliefs. And no, they're not you. They're only what you have learned. So thanks for being here. I look forward to seeing you or hearing you or knowing you're here next week. Thanks for being here. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. Oh, 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 oh,